Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've been talking about supernatural experiences. And so with that in mind, let's just back, let's just stop and, and ask, Lord, make the supernatural experiences that we're already experiencing more obvious to us. Heighten our senses Increase our awareness in whatever way you want, Lord, because the bottom line is is we just want to know. We just want to be involved in whatever it is you're doing in our lives. We we don't want to be doing our own thing. We want to be working on what you want us to be working on. And if, if it's supernatural experiences, we're open to it, Lord. We want whatever it is you want us to have. And we're open to learning, making mistakes, trial and error. Lord, one of the things we struggle with often is being afraid, being afraid of the unknown, being afraid of the known, being afraid of what we've been told. So, Lord, we just ask that you deal with those fears in whatever way suits you. And we... Accept that you care about that, that you care about us, you care about our our fears, and you're not going to force us to do things that we're fearful of. Now, there's going to be times, Lord, we understand that you're going to ask us to leave our comfort zone, to get out of the box that we've been put in or we put ourselves in. But that's different than just being a brute force in our lives and and forcing us to get over something. Lord, we, we trust that you're a kind, loving God. And that's one of the ways we can tell if it's you, Lord, the voice of the shepherd, that what you're doing is for us. Not so you look good, but that you care about us. In fact, all of creation is for us. So we thank you ahead of time for what you're doing. And we just turn our focus to you. And we ask, Lord, that, again, you you draw aside a little bit that curtain between the natural and the supernatural realms so that we see clearly, more and more clearly, from the natural into the supernatural realm. And even our solical senses become more and more attuned and aware of what is going on. Lord, send your angels in those situations or make them more obvious 
make them more apparent for those that that's something that they've desired. Lord, I understand you're changing our understanding of what and who your angels are, as well as your demons, that they are all under our authority because they're under your authority. And that we need to learn how to live, bear it being, and exercise the power and authority that is already ours. We are rejecting you when we reject who you've made us to be. So, Lord, whatever you need to do, we've already given you permission to do that in your spirit, but we also give you permission in our soul. So, again, Lord, thank you for what you're doing. So, some of us, many of us, have been experiencing different things. Now, this is just a first step. And let's back up a little bit. We started to talk a couple of weeks ago about that a lot of times supernatural experiences, he starts with us, because he doesn't want to scare us, with just something different, something changed. We, he, he brings our attention to something is different in this situation or in this circumstance or in this person or in ourselves. Just something is different. Well, that's a supernatural experience that's you perceiving beyond your normal senses. And again, what is supernatural? Super is simply above. Above the natural. And that's what he wants us to experience is to not be just natural beings. So as we step back, we look historically how over time God does things. He has times and seasons. And he has ages and that start and end. He does things for a while and then he does something different. And he has always done it that way. And he even does it that way in our lives. There may be things that, you know, years ago you could get away with, but now he's much more strict about. Well, that's him. That's the way he does things. Like, that's one of the reasons we can't judge how somebody else is doing. You have no idea what God might be doing in somebody else's life. You know, we also always look at, okay, well, how come they can get away with it, but I can't? Well, really, you know, of course it's none of your business, but secondly, you know, and a lot of times we care about people and go, well, how come you, you know, God isn't doing something? We can tell they're hurting or doing stupid things, making stupid decisions over and over and over again. And you want to just shake them and you go, God, is this something I should intervene? Odds are he's going to say no because he's dealing with the root. And very often when we try to help, we step in. And this is, again, why 
related to learning to see things from a supernatural and even a spiritual realm. When we step in, we set back the clock because the behaviors really what what matters. There are wounds and lies that God is trying to get to. And very often the way we get to dealing with them is that God takes us to the place where we have no place to turn but to turn to him. And if someone steps in and rescues a friend or even ourselves, if we find a way to get out of the situation without turning to him, you know, it's that going around the mountain again. He has to bring us to another mountain. This is part of our, our challenge of, of really getting an idea about what his purpose is for us. His purpose is real, but it's personal. Starting with, he doesn't need you for anything. But he wants you. He loves you. He doesn't like it when we hurt. He doesn't like it when we live less than who and what we are. But we're in process. And he's taken full responsibility for your education. He's taken full responsibility for your circumstances. You are exactly where you need to be right now. And part of the challenge is, is we see so much going on, so much tumult in the world, in the world system. It's it's almost like okay, the all of creation is reacting and getting ready for change. Everything seems to be a little bit more on edge. The dark is darker and the light is lighter. And unfortunately, so often, all we see is the dark. All this to say is we don't know yet what new things going to reveal in the supernatural realm. But we do know we can trust him that he loves us, and that it's okay to make a mistake. One of the challenges, so here we are in, it's, it's 2018, here we are 2,000 years, and when you look back at, at history, there have been such stellar examples of those who have truly devoted their lives to God and achieved a great relationship with him, and can we say changed their world. And yet we go, okay, and this is the church we've got? And we wonder, what can we do? Why doesn't God do something? How come there's stronger churches around the world? And really, it's his purpose and plan. So we always come back to, okay, It's not our job job to figure out what he's doing out there. That's part of our, always our challenge is to not get caught up in what he's doing out there. 
want? What are we to be doing? How are we to be developing that relationship with him? Always comes back to time and attention. What what a simple thing. So often, if he said, you know, I want you to do this great thing. I want you to start a movement. I want you to move to another country and right or wrong. I want you to, you know, change your whole lifestyle to achieve this goal. And maybe he will do some of those things. But odds are he's going to do what he's going to do out there regardless of you. You know, and we'll talk about prayer some other time because we have a totally misinformed idea of prayer. But our challenge is to let God be who he is now, in present time. This is one of the, way, one of the ways we redeem the time. We let the past be brought into our present and the future be brought into our present and learn to live in the now where we're not fearful of the future or shameful of the past, where we can learn to live as a present being. This is something God does. But we have to be able to receive his love now. And often our whole identity and even relationship with with God and with others is built around where we are in terms of the future and the past. And we let our enemies steal our present. But the present is your eternal life. Yours, your time belongs to you. And the more of it we spend with God... We've all got the same amount of time every day, 24 hours. Now, some have it much more filled with responsibilities that God has given you. So he doesn't hold that against any of us. He doesn't really hold anything against any of us. The whole point being that he starts putting his finger on things, areas of our lives, Sometimes even just the drive to work. You know, we we find him just saying, five minutes with me. You're going to leave work five minutes early. So before you go into work, you're going to spend five minutes just sitting in your car in the parking lot before you go into work. Simple things like that. Right there, when you do that, when you respond and you start doing that, you are redeeming your past, your present, and your future. You are making time for God. You are making time. You are making it. You're creating time. As our focus expands to receive whatever it is he's showing us, we really, seriously, we have no idea what he has in store for us. 
And one of our challenges is always rejecting the new. We think about when when Jesus came on this earth. Man, the the Christians, the the Jews just really figured, okay, this is this is our Messiah. This is the fulfillment. And they fully rejected him. And they most most fully reject him now. Because of the way they interpreted what he said. We're not going to get into who's right and who's wrong. It doesn't matter. Why does it not matter? Because our relationship with God is not based on who's right and who's wrong. It's not based even on what the scriptures say, whether it's the King James or the Torah. It's our God is a living being. And we have a real living relationship with him. If you are stuck on a desert island alone with God and nothing else, you'd still be able to have a full, grand relationship with him without anybody to teach you, without a Bible, without a guitar, just being one with him. So as we look at the past and we see God does things in kind of waves. He's quiet, then he's active. Then he's quiet, then he's active. Now that doesn't mean he's going to do it the same way before. But to me it really seems like we're, we're ready we're, and we're, the circumstances seem to point to we're entering into an active period of spirit. Now, how does that make you feel? What, you, what it was the first thought that came to your mind? I want you to talk to God about that. Are you excited? Are you anxious? Is that something you want to be involved in? Are you like, okay, God, I don't even know how to speak in tongues. You never answer my prayers. You know, I don't even, I can't even get my friend to believe in you. None of that matters, because those are all the circumstances of your life. That's not your eternal life. Now, he may have put those circumstances and situations in your life to teach you and train you, so we don't ignore what's going on, but we ask, Lord, is this person in my life for me to learn how to speak about you, to draw them to you, to be such an example of patience and love that they finally ask about you. Or are they just in my life to be my friend? And he will answer. He may say yes or no or I'm not going to talk to you about it right now. Isn't that funny that sometimes God just doesn't want to talk about something? 
It'll be a not yet. I love in the, uh, I think, believe it's in Revelation where John was getting ready to write something down that the thunder had said. And God said, no, 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 don't write that down. That's not for this time. Now, it didn't seem like he was particularly, like John was particularly excited or impressed with whatever it was he was going to write down. It was just like, oh, okay. God hides things and he reveals things. And I think we're entering a time of his revealing things. I would rather be prepared for those things than to observe. I'd rather be involved rather than to be an observer. Now we're all in one sense involved and all in one sense observing, but the things that God has set aside for me to participate in, I want to participate in them. For no other reason than I want to, because that's what he has for me. And in my spirit, I know I've already said yes. And in your spirit, you have already said yes. So it's easier for all of us, for our soul, to get on the same page as our spirit. And your body will follow. body will make changes. There's plenty of changes that need to be made in the physical realm. But those will follow. That's Motivation comes after we start moving. After we start giving him our time and attention. After we start trusting him and letting him love us. Because he does want us to be motivated. He does want us to be disciplined. He does want us to be planners and, you know, not uh, oblivious. But these come. That's why he calls them the fruit of the Spirit, not the roots. Because they come after we enter training after we respond to what he's doing in our lives, after we're giving him what we can give him, our time and attention. So again, as as he begins to up your experiences, increase them, make them more obvious, don't be surprised if your experience is something maybe nobody else has ever heard of. Don't discount it. I know there are some who, if it's not in the Bible, it's not from him. Well, that's not what he says. It's not what the Bible says. I think there's some place that either Matthew or John, it talks about if all the books could be written about what Jesus did, one man, what Jesus did while he was here on this earth, there would not be enough books to contain it. So everything he did was not put in the Bible. So if we're going to say, well, if it's, we're going to restrict God on our own. He's not saying be restricted. We're restricting ourselves. 
Let's not do that. I think that's one of the reasons with the examples that we do have in the scriptures of his healing, he never did anything the same way twice. And he did some things that were pretty weird. Even the examples throughout the Old Testament, some things were pretty weird. Now, we don't know what God is doing next, what his activity is going to look like, but we can trust him. So let's look at some examples of supernatural experiences. Now, this is by no means an exhaustive study of what is going on even now in the supernatural realm, right in your room, wherever you are, your car, your, your jogging path. But we want to be objective. We want, we, we're not, this is not a guessing game. We want to, we, you have solical senses, and just as much when, when you're looking around, and you're hearing things right now, and you taste things, you have confidence in those senses. You have confidence that you're seeing things the way you see them, and what you're hearing is you have confidence that you're hearing it. That's by experience. Well, God's going to develop the same confidence in your supernatural senses. And how do you develop those? By reason of use by using them, by giving him your time and attention, embracing, giving him the opportunity for supernatural experiences. But we want to be objective. Just as when, like when you go to the optometrist and he puts the eye chart up, you read the, the letters. You don't go, oh, I wonder if those are really real. No, you read the letters. You know what you're seeing and you describe it. Same way with your supernatural senses. We can experience the, the supernatural realm with that same objectivity. So we're going to start looking at some of the categories that the Lord's supernatural expressions commonly fall into. Now again, this is just a starting point. Wherever you are, whatever God is showing you, remember how to test. Lord, is that you? But we want to start taking it objectively and seriously. Write them down. Start journaling. This is not about trying to get additional meaning. This is just, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. One experience is not more valuable than another. It is up to the Lord himself to make the determinations for each of us depending on our unique relationship with him and his plans for us. He knows what experiences are going to be beneficial for you. He's hand-picked them. And yes, he does have angels and probably demons all around you waiting as your homework assignments. So you can expect, though, that you will probably not experience exactly what someone else has because he doesn't want us to keep from relating more to the experience or another person than to him himself. He wants us relying on him for training. He wants us to 
experience the experience. So you so you perceive something's happening. Just stop. Let your awareness reach out and touch it. And this is something once you learn, once you've experienced this reaching out, it's not something I can explain other than you'll know how to do it because this is the way you are naturally meant to be. The supernatural senses we are talking about becoming enriched are your original senses. This is them doing what God created them to do, but they have become stagnant. So this is not something that were a new and creative thing. This is we are finally letting our our solical senses be what God meant them to be. So we're not... It's, but it's again, it's like, okay, these muscles, we may not have ever used them. We've, we may have never learned. We, odds are none of us know how to walk on water. But who knows? In 10 years, we all may know how to walk on water. 15 years, raising the net may be, okay, a simple thing. Because he's gone on to something so much bigger, tearing down strongholds over the whole globe, over the whole universe finding out that there's so much more kinds of beings, supernatural beings besides angels and demons. We don't know. Really capturing and overcoming and redeeming time, bringing the past and the present into our future. That's a reality. We really have no idea about what he has in in store for us, but we can enjoy the process of becoming ready. So, Please, if you've got questions, feel free to drop me a line at diane at org. Otherwise, we will be picking it up and be talking about the Lord's visits next week. Thanks for tuning in. This is Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.